Welcome to the Intesa San Paolo Talks. Hello and welcome to another episode in our Intesa San Paolo Talks podcast. This is the first of three episodes taking a closer look at the work of the bank's innovation centre and specifically its innovation labs. The role of the centre is to explore business models of the future and create networks of innovation and the labs help to do that through applied research in specific areas. The first of these, and the one we're going to look at today, is neuroscience. In a minute, we'll talk to Sonia D'Arcangelo, who's head of the Neuroscience Lab. But first, let's have a word with Luigi Reggerone, who's in charge of the Trend Analysis and Applied Research Department in Intesa San Paolo's Innovation Centre. So, Luigi, uh, thank you very much for, for being here. What makes you the work of your labs so important to Intesa San Paolo? Well, thanks, Guy, for, for having me here today. Well, um, the work of our labs uh, is, is very important because the, the two labs that we have, we have the neuroscience lab and also the artificial intelligence lab, their work is, is important because uh, they move along the knowledge frontier and in many cases with their work, with their research, with their applied research work, they even move this uh, knowledge frontier further out. And how much of this is sort of academic work, if you like, and how much of it is practical? The work of our researchers and our, and our academics is always carried out hand in hand together with uh, the, the, the business department that originated, that, that, came, that approached us with a problem, or with the client that approached us with a problem. Then this, uh, uh, this problem, this issue is translated into academic and research language and that, that is done by, uh, by ourselves, by our analysts. Um, and then the academics provide the solution, provide uh, the model, provide the algorithm, but then it's always the business people that deploy this academic and research solution into their systems. So why why concentrate on these three areas that you're focusing on, you know, artificial, in, artificial intelligence, trend analysis, and, and today's subject, neuroscience? Um, well, you know, uh, uh, our society is, is growingly digitalized. So... Uh, um, everything, everything is, is digital at the moment. So the way to analyze and manage um, this, uh, you know, this, these enormous sources of, of, of data is by utilizing artificial intelligence. Why neuroscience? Well, because at the end of the day, despite this, uh, uh, despite this, this trend of digitalization, um, at the end of the day, what really matters is always, you know, uh, the human beings. And then finally, why trend analysis? Well, because there is no way you can innovate without knowing uh, precisely what other innovators are doing and especially what industries are doing. What are the trends uh, along which uh, industries and services are, are moving? Uh, so trend analysis is absolutely crucial to understand the environment, to understand the ecosystem around you. Luigi, thank you very much for that. Let's now concentrate then on the Neuroscience Lab. It's a, it's a partnership. It works in partnership with the IMT School of Advanced Studies in Lucca. It's sort of based there and uh, in the uh, Intesa San Paolo skyscraper building uh, on the edge of Turin. As I say, its boss, the head of the lab, is Sonia D'Arcangelo. Sonia, hello. Uh, how are you? Yes. Fine, thanks. Hi, Guy. Hi, everyone. So, um, I sort of, uh, Luigi slightly covered it, but tell me what you what you're trying to achieve with your with your neuroscience lab. 
Yeah, certainly. So the Neuroscience Lab aims to respond to the complex needs of both Intesa San Paolo Bank and the whole external market, not currently covered by big technical players or startups. So uh, we work in synergy with the final customer and also the IMT researchers to find uh, neuroscientific answer to problems that require many months of analysis. Indeed, the main goal of the lab is to reach a unique functioning model in which businessmen, innovation people like us and researchers work together. And uh, uh, finally, another goal of the lab is to create innovation culture inside and outside the bank. So let's talk about one of those projects, because I think this is particularly fascinating. You've been working with the museum where the, the perhaps one of the most famous paintings in the world is the last supper what, what have you been doing with with them and why first of all neuroscience lab has particular areas of interest starting from human resources to learning and training and then marketing and user experience so in that particular case so the last supper project the neuroscience lab collaborated with the cenacolo vinciano in milan uh, in order to apply the neurosciences to the field of user experience operating in a particular landscape like a museum. Uh, in particular, in that case, the goal of uh, Cenacolo Vinciano was, first of all, evaluate the experiential dimension related to the use of the artworks of the Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci, but also the crucifixion by Donato da Montorfano inside the museum of Cenacolo Vinciano. And the second one, understand how to display characteristics of wall painting, such as lighting, panels, information, present, could positively influence the quality of the visit. Wow, that's amazing. So what did you actually do? Yeah, we used different devices to have different measures. First of all, eye trackers for measuring heat uh, maps to understand the areas of interest of visitors in the museum. Uh, this measure allowed us to understand where the visitors' fixations were concentrated. For example, in the Last Supper, Jesus and uh, the Apostle Thomas were the most catalysts, while in the second artwork, the element of painting that attracted the most fixation was the base of the cross and not Jesus, for example. Second one, the EEG device for measuring the motivation index that allowed us to understand the level of pleasantness experienced by user while participants were looking artworks. The EEG highlighted that there was a clear difference in terms of pleasantness between the two artworks. The experience from several point of view of the Last Supper were pleasant. The same cannot be said for the crucifixion, for example. And uh, finally, the third device, uh, Galvani Skin Response Sensor for measuring the arousal that defined the level of emotional intensity resulting from the exhibition of the artworks. Uh, there was, in the case, a clear difference in terms of activation response. The experience of the Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci was significantly impactful for the entire duration of the experience, while the crucifixion did not generate a significant activation, for example. This is quite amazing. We'll hear a little bit more from from Sonia later on. But first, let's hear from Michaela Palazzo, who's head of the Museum Cenacolo Vinciano at the convent of Santa Maria della Grazia in Milan, where the Last Supper is. Uh, I asked her how valuable it had been to have this project done. Starting the project uh, with the Last Supper's museum, 
means uh, for me to have an innovative uh, tool available uh, to understand how visitors uh, can perceive the museum, the information available, and uh, the lighting of Leonardo da Vinci's painting. I understood what things to change regarding the museum information, uh, how to also enhance the other artworks in the museum, which based on the experimentation, uh, were not interested to visitors. For me, it was very important to understand um, the results of the experimentation. Leonardo did not, did not, not only want to represent objects uh, on the landscapes, people, but also the sensations of the soul. And from this experimentation, we understood that uh, he was able to fully arrive to the heart of those who observe his work. And Willie, are you planning or have you done things differently in the museum as a result of what you've discovered? Yes, we have uh, modified the information to the museum. We have uh, enriched uh, it in the initial part uh, of the visit and reduced it in the areas we cross after the visit. It is amazing, isn't it, Michaela, to think of that, that you know, you and uh, are using the the most modern scientific techniques to to try and recreate or try and help uh, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, you know, get the emotions out of people that he that he sort of came up with hundreds of years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's very uh, important for us, uh, the new techniques and the experimentation, because uh, there are a lot of things to discover about Leonardo da Vinci. Um, is there a, is the more you'd like to do if you could persuade Sonia and and uh, Luigi and and the an IMT and everybody would you, would is the more you would want to do if you could? I would like to uh, collaborate with uh, um, again with Intesa San Paolo Innovation Center because it was a um, very important project for us. Yeah, the Intesa San Paolo talks. So that was Michaela uh, Palazzo, head of the museum Cernacolo Vinciano. As I said earlier, the Neuroscience Lab works in close cooperation with the IMT School of Advanced Studies in Lucca, and they've been heavily involved in the Last Supper project. Andrea Malizia is from the school, and I asked him to describe the technology used in the Neuroscience Lab. We use imaging and functional technologies that need a clinical or even a home setting with a different level of complexity to monitor how and where in the brain the stimuli are elaborated. Besides, it is possible to monitor how our body responds by measuring gaze direction and pupil sites by eye tracking, which are two cameras mounted on a pair of glasses, or measuring heart rate variability and skin conductance using a very user-friendly stress bracelet. And how much of that understanding, that, that better understanding, do you think is, go- is it going to change the way we behave uh, and the way organisations interact with us? It is a very interesting question. It is challenging to create an accurate predictive model through the study of neuroscience to help us in this hard work. Advances in neuroscience have supported organisations 
in shaping the hiring process to better select the most appropriate candidate, apply virtual innovative methods to accelerate improved training activities, or even design a more livable workplace wherein to foster accessibility and teamwork. These are just a few cases representative of the enormous value the neuroscience can add to the organizations to better comprehend our needs and interact with us. And what about working within Teza San Paolo's Innovation Center? Is that an, is that an important part of, of your work, that relationship? Yeah, absolutely. In the last few years, we have seen the advance of a new emerging field called organizational neuroscience. It is a multidisciplinary discipline that comprehends neuroscience, organizational management, and psychology. Through the collaboration with Intesa and Paolo Innovation Center, we have been able to provide a more comprehensive and integrated exploration of our current understanding of neuroscience applied to organizations. The Intesa San Paolo Talks. That was Andrea Malizia from the IMT School of Advanced Studies in Lucca. Sonia D'Arcangelo, uh, head of the Neuroscience Lab, is still with me. Sonia, uh, how important is this relationship that you have with IMT? As uh, Andrea has said before, the relationship with the partner is crucial for the Neuroscience Lab, as IMT guarantees a multidisciplinary approach to the lab challenges. Indeed, working with the IMT researchers let us to learn new skills in many fields, starting from neuroscience and organizational behavior to user experience, a human-computer interface, passing through decision-making and ending in the field of ethics in behavioral economic and cognitive neuroscience. Is it a challenge finding businesses and organizations to work with on things like this, or are they sort of queuing up at your door? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, at the beginning, it was difficult to introduce the lab inside a bank and finding businesses for the challenges. But now, after two years, sometimes we have so many challenges requested that we must prioritize them and plan them for a second moment. And what, what's next? So you've, you've got plenty of work, but how, how do you think that work is going to evolve? Are you, are you going to change our lives in dramatic ways, do you think? Certainly, um, the work will evolve. For example, the pandemic theme allows us to think about new research questions like the effects of smart working related to attention, emotion, job collaboration. So neuroscience will and should have to say a lot about the new normal life after COVID-19, also in terms of innovative ways of reaching of artistic teams. And Luigi, uh, it's interesting what Sonia is saying there about, you know, that working around new, new things around to do with the pandemic. Do you think that the whole pandemic thing is going to fundamentally change the work that you do as, a, as, a, as an innovation centre? This makes uh, the work of the Neuroscience Lab even more, even more interesting because each of us has his own emotions, reactions to, to novelties. And so, um, so there, is, there is a new... Uh, you know, a new environment where the neuroscience lab can, uh, you know, can perform analysis and surveys uh, and obviously uh, research and analysis of the reactions in a new environment like smart working is, is something that uh, uh, the neuroscience lab can contribute greatly to. Thank you, Luigi. That's, uh, that's fascinating. And thank you, Sonia, as well. That was uh, Luigi Reggerone and Sonia D'Arcangelo from the Intesa San Paolo Innovation Centre. 
And that's it for this episode of the Intesa San Paolo Talks. If you've enjoyed it and want to hear more, then please subscribe to us using your usual podcast provider. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Intesa San Paolo Talks, presented by Guy Ruddle.